0: We cooperate. We communicate. We cultivate. We procreate. We make fire. We make tools. We draw. We explore. We tame. We trade. We trade.
1: We gain. We sow. We reap. We write. We fight. We design, we build, we create. We strive, we thrive,
0: and above all else, we survive. Oh, how epic an intro was that!
1: Uh, It was.
0: Yes, this is What to Watch Podcast twenty-five. You guys watching too much TV? I'm your host Chris, and joining me as always is Jeremiah. Hey, Jeremiah.
1: How you doing, Chris?
0: Oh, good. Now I, because I follow you on Twitter and you use that Git Glue uh, system, I've seen you've checked into a lot of movies recently.
1: <laughs> yes, I have quite a few lately. Uh, three. I saw three movies within about a week and a half span, something like that. Wow. So this you've is had like a lot of popcorn. Breaking. This is breaking all kinds of records for me because. I'm I'm a huge movie fan. I'll be honest, Chris. I would see a movie a few times a month on a regular basis if one, I you know didn't have such a tight budget. And two, mm-hmm. if I had more free time, you know, with the kids and yeah. all that stuff, I kind of have a hard time getting away. I think I could see ourselves once we become empty nesters and it's just the two of us again. I could totally see us seeing a movie at least once a month. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, because I I do love a great a great movie.
0: Now, but, have you become bitter on the movie-going experience, like, oh, I'd just rather have a theater room and just watch movies when they
1: come out on Blu-ray? Or no. do
0: you like going, buying the expensive popcorn, sitting with these people?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's actually funny you mention that because that is actually the notion of a lot of people today. I think a lot of people are… Like you said, a little down on the whole experience. It's it's expensive thing to do and so on and so mm-hmm. forth. So I totally get all of that. And with today, with having these beautiful displays, these televisions that we have now with the sound system, I mean, granted, yes, you can sit in front of your 55, 60-inch television or whatever some people have in mm-hmm. your comfort of your own living room with a nice LED television and high-definition sound, all this stuff, and really have almost the same kind of experience with just cheaper popcorn and soda. Yeah. But for me, Chris, I guess I'm old-fashioned because uh, I still love the experience of going to the movie. There's something about walking into that movie theater and sitting in front of a, a big screen – and and having the sticky floors and the overpriced popcorn, there's just something about it I still really enjoy doing. And maybe it's just because I was a movie kid and I fell in love with going to the movies at such a young age that it was something I so look forward to doing that I still look forward to doing to today. So uh, I think that it could come to the point where it could get so overpriced that I just can't go Definitely. anymore, but – it's still at the price, and I live in the Midwest, so for me, even if I went to a show on a Saturday night at 7 o'clock, it's going to be about nine fifty to $10 to see, and if I'm only going, let's say like I was going once a month, that's only you know 10 bucks for me and my wife, so it's $20, and then depending on whether or not we get popcorn or not, it can really make a difference there, but if we yeah. just went to go see the movie and came out without getting the overpriced popcorn, we could get, get by with a $20 date. And that's that's not still not that bad to me. No. So, but I live in the Midwest, so I have it's a little bit cheaper for me here compared to on the East Coast and West Coast, where I think yeah. it's like something like fourteen, fifteen dollars or yeah, better, like um, that.
0: I pre-ordered my Hobbit ticker tickets. Ooh, and, exciting! Um, I got three tickets because my mom will be in town and she likes Lord of the Rings. So cool for the three of us to see it in IMAX 3D, the high frame rate, the the whole shebang. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like. Almost fifty bucks. It was like forty eight dollars for the three tickets.
1: Oh yeah. See that will turn anybody off. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, the three movies that I saw, Chris. Uh, yes. I had basically I got to see all the movies, f- all three movies f- for me and my wife for r- roughly not even not even eight dollars because what happened I, was is I had I had a twenty five dollar gift card I got for my birthday and those I. Dollars. Right. what's that
0: those are always great
1: oh that's they one cards, of my favorite gifts to get when people mm-hmm. give me gift certificates to the movies this is great because it's now they're giving me a reason to go for sure Yes. so I love that so uh, me and my wife's or my our daughter's boyfriend ironically went to go see skyfall and we uh, we I used to take i uh, used the coupon for there and then I bought two tickets for Lincoln for me and my wife for later that night and that pretty much took up the entire you know, twenty five dollar gift card. I had to put like three bucks in, so I got three tickets there. And so we saw, I saw Skyfall that that afternoon, and then I saw Lincoln that night. And then the following week, they have a can film film f- festival thing that they have for a local theater here called Warrenburgs. That is where they kind of basically raising or you know trying to do. Food drive for for needy people, mm-hmm. and so if you bring in five cans of food, you get a ticket to see a movie anytime that day. And so that was last Saturday, and we got um, me and the wife went and saw Flight. It's funny when you said cans, I was like, they show can film festival movies there. Yeah, I, I probably botched yeah. that up. I, it, you know what I mean, but a fest. Uh, canned goods festival okay. kind of thing where they were raising can, uh, money for food, food drives right okay. so we went to like Aldi's and got like 50 cents cans you know uh-huh. and just loaded up and got enough cans the kids went and saw the rise of the guardians and me and the wife went and saw oh, I want to
0: see that one too
1: the kids loved it my youngest mm. my 15 year old she can't wait to go back and see it again but my oldest said it was really good too so that it, must be pretty pretty good one
0: it uh, I like the voice cast a lot, mm-hmm. so I'm definitely going to check that one out.
1: I, I we're definitely going to see it. Uh, me and the wife are eventually going to see it too. But mm-hmm. we were kind of in the mood for another adult yeah. kind of type movie, and we heard that Flight was supposed to be really good, and it could be a potential Oscar movie. And we we're kind of in the Oscar movie type mode since we had just came back from seeing Lincoln the week before. So we went and saw Flight. Uh, did you want me to tell you what I thought about these three movies? Yes, if you could rate them in like
0: favorite to least favorite, what would okay. that order be?
1: Least favorite was Flight. Okay, I thought it was uh, another great performance by Denzel Washington as usual. Uh, mm-hmm. There was no problem with that. It was just a very hard movie to watch. The movie is primarily about him being a struggling alcoholic. And he's dealing with this, and then the the reactions from his uh, plane. It was a potential. It was a plane crash that he pretty much you know his piloting saved everyone. But he is a really struggling person. So it, the whole mm-hmm. movie is you're watching this guy who's just falling apart. And yeah. it it's one of those things where you know, it was good, but it was really kind of hard for me to watch, and I didn't enjoy it quite as much as I was hoping to. Yeah, um,
0: I, I've I've watched even like. The Dark Knight is such a depressing movie. I can't watch that as easy as I can watch other superhero movies. I'm like, I'm just I get drained
1: watching that movie. It's so down. <laughs> well, yeah, if you if you're if you if you're someone who struggles with those kinds of things, like being a very dark uh, hard things to watch. Yeah, flight may not do it for you just because, like I said, the entire movie. Just you're like thinking to yourself, "Come on, man! You know you need to stop drinking. Why don't you stop drinking?" But yeah. he won't stop, you know. And he's just a train wreck. And uh, you know you have to wait till the end of the movie to see what happens to him. And it just it's 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 a bit hard to watch. But I will give it at least three and a half stars. It was okay. It was pretty well done. Uh, not a normal Robert Semestics. Uh, is that how you pronounce his last name? You know the yes. I very famous so. uh, director that mm-hmm. gave us, uh, what, Back to the Future and, uh, 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 oh gosh, all kinds of movies. I can't think right now, but you know what I'm talking about. This was his second R-rated movie f- film to ever do, from what I understand. And Aww. it just really was him stepping out of his comfort zone, I could tell, because this is not a movie he would normally do. Uh, mm-hmm. Lots of cussing, drug use, alcoholism, um full blown nudity. I mean there's all kinds of stuff that's in this movie that you yeah. would never normally not see in his kind of his kind of movies. <laughs>
0: yes, he's best known for Polar Express.
1: Polar so. Express. Well, oh, I was thinking more of-, of Forrest Gump, but okay, <laughs> if you want to go there. <laughs> uh that's but one of- uh, Yeah, that is one of his movies. So yeah, he's he's always been one of my favorites to watch, but unfortunately this was my least favorite. I guess if I had to pick my next, I guess I'll go with Skyfall, but this not to Downplay the movie. This was uh, one of my favorite James Bond movies. It's definitely in. It could even be in my top five. I'd have to think much about it. And now, as far as the two Daniel Craig or the three Daniel Craig movies, mm-hmm. uh, no one liked the last one. Uh, what was it? No. Solace of what was it? Uh, oh. The I thing didn't, I didn't
0: like about that one was like the bad guy didn't really seem that bad. It was
1: like no, it's just it, like
0: an angry person. This is not really someone I would send my best agent to ever kill
1: yeah and the plot was so complicated yeah but this one a lot less complicated plot the bad yeah. guy was fantastic uh it had all the elements you expect uh for a james bond movie and i really enjoyed it i now a lot of people ask me well is this your favorite of the, the daniel craig ones and it's very very close but i was a big fan of the casino Royale, the first one they did with daniel I just loved that story in that movie. I thought it was, it's one of my favorites in my top five for sure. So this one I would say is just a hair a bit, just a, Casino Royale is just a hair a bit better is what I'm trying to say. Okay. So, but I definitely still give it uh, at least four stars and uh, in James Bond world, it would be a five star James Bond. I mean, it's, it's really good. Mm -hmm. Okay.
0: Now. Did you have any problems with them changing up? I know the actor who plays Q was different.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, I'm okay with that, because I understand that this is kind of a, not quite like a reboot, but but sort of like a reboot, and just trying to, yeah. you know, kind of... Yeah, I'm okay uh, with all that.
0: The only complaints I've heard from friends is there's, like, didn't have that exotic location feel. It was, like, so much was inside, it felt like they could have shot this on a movie set in Hollywood. Hmm, it didn't have that sweeping, you know... Very awesome
1: locations that Bond's kind of known for as well. Oh, I I don't know. I think I disagree. Uh, there was okay. I mean, there was, I mean, he was sort of indoors. I guess I kind of understand that, but but the locations. I mean, at one point they were in um, was it Hong Kong or something like that, and it had this, this amazing uh, lighting. You know, because the city was all lit up. It was at night, and he was in the skyscraper. I, I don't know. I I thought okay. uh, I thought overall it was. I didn't really think much about that, but I I, I guess I can understand where they're coming from. There was a lot of it that was indoors. And
0: again, it didn't really detract them. That was just like,
1: If they were trying to find something to pick pick at, right.
0: If I had to complain about something, it would be location. But they enjoyed it as well. So that's good to hear that Bond franchise is doing well.
1: Yeah, I think things are up and up for that uh, franchise. Uh, So the last one was Lincoln. Uh, Amazing. That's really the best word to use for it. I'm sure you've probably have heard a lot about that. I'm, I would not be didn't, surprised to see didn't it. They did they
0: film link some of Lincoln in St. Louis?
1: Hmm, that's a good question. I I, I did I not I hear that. Hearing that on the local feeds. Interesting. I'll have to look into that, my friend, because yeah. I did did not hear about that. But it's very possible, you know, that they maybe were looking for some certain remote locations. But uh, I did not hear that. But it was just. It was just amazing. Uh, the script was fantastic. The acting—I could go on and on about Daniel Day Lewis. Uh, he was amazing. Another star, sh- or another star that really stole the show. Two in particular: um, Tommy Lee Jones. I mean, he—he's mm-hmm. always been very good, but oh, he's just fantastic in this. And then, uh, oh my goodness, I should have wrote his name down. Is it James Sp- Spencer Spider? I'll have to look it up, but. Oh my goodness! I I should have been more prepared for this, but I forgot. Uh, I'll look it up here in just a second. But uh, and then also Sally Fields, uh, who she's always she's so underrated about how good she is. You know I what know, I'm talking um, about? You hardly ever hear anybody mention she was her. great she's... in
0: Spider Man as well. I thought she did a good job there. Yes, yeah, good uh, point. Yeah. So, um,
1: Spader James Spader. He yeah. Plays uh, he plays a character Wm Bilbo and and he was uh amazing. He was really he was really good in it. So the only complaint we had, me while we were just talking about this today was is that there's a few places in the movie where and it's not a lot, it's just only a handful of places, where there was a couple of very R rated type words being used. Uh the F word was used a few mm-hmm. times. And I think that uh I, I hey I'm not one to say anything about some of my favorite movies of all time have the F word every five seconds. Yeah. So that I, that's not what I have a problem with. What i have a problem with is it, it, it kind of uh, hurts the uh, integrity of the story because this is a very uh, historical driven type movie. You know, and it's a very mm-hmm. it's all all dialogue, by the way. And uh, but you know, it's it's supposed to be like I said, very historical uh, film. And you know, let's not insult my intelligence here. The F word was from what we know of history. I don't think this was a word that was being used at that time period, so you know if you there's other words you can creatively use to express the you know stuff that they're trying to portray, they didn't really have to use it in this. it kind of actually it kind of just made me think, really you think that you think Abraham Lincoln was using that word? you know it's just like I don't know uh, so if i if I had one complaint, that would be it, otherwise to me, this is a five star movie for me um mm-hmm. you know maybe I would knock off a half star for 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 something like that. But, I mean, other other than that, I, I to me, this is the movie. If it doesn't win Best Picture, I would be very, very surprised. Now, you saw a movie, too, didn't you, Chris?
0: Yes. Um, my wife and I were at downtown Disney for a couple of things, and they have a nice AMC uh, dine-in uh, theater. So we went and saw the last Twilight film. I believe it's called Breaking Dawn. And Part my two. wife had read all the books.
1: <laughs> yeah. And...
0: I had only seen the movies, I saw the first two on DVD, and then we saw part one in the theater, and then now we've seen part two. And mm-hmm. it wasn't that crowded, which was nice. Um, the There was a couple sitting to my right, and it was like the lady and, and her husband or boyfriend or whatever, mm-hmm. and if there's finally like a part in the movie where it breaks from the book, mm-hmm. and as soon as that happened, both my wife... And the lady next to me is like, oh, "That's not in the book." They just <laughs> totally flip out. Like in happens. harmony, did they both say yeah. it at the
1: same time? <laughs> they they just
0: what? You know, they just cannot believe what is happening on the screen. That's and great. Was now like, was there anybody what?
1: dressed up as a vampire?
0: No, cuz <laughs> it had been weeks. It'd been in the theater oh, so that's long. True. You missed so all those, the fun people. <laughs> all those people are gone. This was just People wanting to see a matinee or whatever.
1: Sure. So that's so. What? Well, w well, so what was your overall feeling? Now, so you saw part one? You said right?
0: I saw, I saw part one in the theater. I've seen all of movies. I've seen part one okay. in theater and part two. I will say it's one of the few film tra- fan tri- bleh, few film franchises that I've heard of where each movie progressively gets a larger budget.
1: Mm, that's true. Usually,
0: usually, it goes down but this one because of the first the first movie they had no idea if it would actually work so they had next to nothing as far as money goes and then the the next part because it was such a success they gave it a little more more and more and more uh i will say that um at the very beginning um there's the baby there's edward and bella's baby and for some reason They felt the need to make that baby like CGI. It was like not a real baby. Really? And it just looked so horribly bad CGI. It was just horrible. Hmm. Every time they showed its face, it was just like, are we playing a video game? Really? It was just really bad. Fortunately, the kid grows pretty fast in this film. (laughs) <laughs> so you didn't have to see the baby that much, You're but not, every time they showed it the baby, it was like, "Well, there's a computer-generated baby."
1: <laughs> interesting. I, I now the w- wife and daughters, of course, they had to go to the midnight show to see it. Mm-hmm. And uh, no mention of the uh, terrible CGI with the baby, but uh, that's interesting. Glad you mentioned that. I will eventually get around to seeing it. I probably now, will not see it till it comes out on DVD.
0: Did did they mention the twist? ending sort of thing no
1: i told him because here's the thing i didn't want to watch any of these movies i didn't want to Mm -hmm. watch any but they kept everybody in this household just on (laughs) and on and on right so i think at some point maybe the second or third one had to come out and i was like fine fine i'll watch them so that we had all the dvds of course so i think i watched the first three Mm -hmm. in one sitting or, or when i say one sitting in a short period of time and wasn't super impressed with most I thought they were just okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, lots they, of complaints, yeah. you know, if I wanted to, but they were just okay for me. I could tell that this is a story that's really drawn towards women and I'm not mm-hmm. a woman, so, you know, it's it's more likely that I'm not going to enjoy it quite as much as as, as a woman right. would. So but it they was they were not bad. I can definitely see why women especially would love this story. I mean, makes total sense and I'm sure the books are way better than the movies. But then I went and saw Breaking Dawn Part One, mm-hmm. and I am sorry, but Chris, that was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> did you? What did you think about? While we're on the subject, what did you think uh, about the first part? Because first that was part. just terrible. <laughs>
0: well, I have to say the characters got more terrible. Is like Bella just basically like forget you, Dad. It just totally dismisses all of that to go absolutely these vampires. Just totally. Oh, don't thanks for carrying me for all these years or being my father. I'm out of here.
1: Now, I guess, if you're a woman, you probably love that movie. But yeah. for me, it was so hard to sit through because the honeymoon scene, shall we say, yeah. which took up almost the entire movie almost. It was just so over the top crazy. It was just, oh, my gosh. And then oh, the whole thing about her being pregnant. That, and, oh. that
0: front. You're really going to be rolling your eyes on that.
1: Oh, well, I I just it was a it was a bit much. I don't want to go on too much. We've yeah. been talking a lot about it, but it was just too much for me. So I'm my wife said I will like this second part much better. Do you do you agree with
0: that? There's a lot of action as in like fights.
1: Okay. So, so there's something there like for the that, man. There's something yes. there for the man a little bit. Okay. You have okay.
0: to sit through quite, again, a, a CGI baby and <laughs> and some just talking and stuff but then they start gathering their friends and so you get to see vampires from other parts of the world and stuff okay that's you don't just see the cullens you'll you'll get kind of a taste of a whole bunch of different
1: people oh okay so that's good well i I will say when i saw the trailer i you know i Mm -hmm. saw that there was going to be some action scenes and i have to admit i was more intrigued with this one than i clearly than i was in the last one because the last one was such a huge setup but it was morally just about them you know, being married now and, and having their first child, which winds up being a, you know, huge disaster for um, mm.
0: one thing is the trailers before this movie. There was three supernatural romance movies. I was like, hmm. is this a genre now? Because <laughs> there's like one about the girl is a witch and she will either become good or bad on whatever birthday, 16th, 18th. And so there's that one because this boy loves her. Then there's the zombie one where like, um, you know, like zombie plague is ha- going on. It's kind of like Zombie Land. Okay. And then uh, there are people out there, and he sees this girl, and of course that he falls in love. So his heart starts beating again, and becomes less of a zombie, and he starts infecting other zombies with love, and <laughs> goes on and on. Really. And then there's I don't know one with a ghost or something. I don't know. There's there was another one that I was like, "Oh boy. The floodgates have opened on this this style." <laughs> well,
1: yeah, I think I think this this genre is going to be at least around for a while until people finally get bored of it or tired of it or whatever, but you know, she was definitely onto something here with the creation of. it. I mean, you know, give her kudos. She was brilliant mm-hmm. about that. I mean, it's it's kind of like um What's a good example of it? Oh, here we go. Um, This 30 Shades of Grey. I mean, you know, for one, I understand about the book. There's nothing too original necessarily about it. It sounds just like any dirty other novel you can think of. but, Mm -hmm. But they were able to creatively make it into a story where just about anybody or a lot of people would appeal to it and want to see it just for the mystery and the excitement. And they just creatively sell it in such a way. And I don't know if it's just because of the creative of the writing or the creative of the media company and people in charge to sell it. But, you know, it's just – it's one of those things where you uh, get magic and you get everybody on board. And before you know it, it becomes a phenomenon and everybody wants it.
0: it, The one example I will have is Angry Birds. I mean it's a (laughs) game that's – the style and (laughs) gameplay has been around for like the Atari age. Right. But they have this marketing machine behind them that you're seeing everything Angry Birds. It's like, oh, here's the little plastic ones, here's plush ones, here's an Angry Bird Star Wars tie-in, here's Angry Birds this and that. i was just like, how has this become so popular? The gameplay and mechanics is like a hundred of these iOS iOS games. Sure, right? There's nothing original about it, but the the but the game characters and that has that's enough to carry them
1: yeah, exactly, and uh it's just it'll be interesting to see how far because i mean mm-hmm. if you if you got something, you ride it as long as you can, yeah. you know if people think they can make money on it they're gonna ride this this stuff then, as long as they then can. you sell it to Disney and then you sell it to Disney, that's the model. Yes. I tell you what, Chris, that's the model I want to do, yeah <laughs> so. so-
0: which episode of The History of Mankind or Mankind, The History of All of Us, whatever it's titled, did you watch? I've watched two, but I don't know if there were any, either of those were the ones you watched.
1: Right, because the two of us, we were not going to be watching the pilot necessarily because we we yeah, missed it out on Because it's just
0: a multi-part that. series, so it's not really – I don't think there's really a pilot. It's just episodes one, two, and three or whatever.
1: Right, exactly. Well, I wind up making sure that I did finish the Warrior episode because I know you okay. said you watched that. Uh, that was so one we of could my just I watched Warrior and Inventor. Okay. So. Well, I saw Warrior and I did see part of one, and I'm trying to remember what it was called. Maybe I'll <clears throat> think of it here, but it was uh, I can't think of it right now. But uh, well, we could talk about Warrior if you want to. Yeah. Since um, it seems like we both now, did see that one.
0: The clip we heard at the beginning was actually the BBC promo of it. Oh, okay. Uh, I believe it was a BBC original documentary. Um, Stephen Fry narrated it. All kinds of stuff. And, uh, of course, that's not the version we get. Uh, There's a new narrator and whatnot. And had you seen the documentary, I believe it was called Conquerors, and Mm, it just profiled, like, the Goss in one episode, and the Mongolians in another... No, I missed that. I think that was from the BBC, too, because the style was almost exactly the same, you know, because, like, the narrator would leave something on cliffhanger. He'd be like, "Uh, the old Viking warrior uh, is not the only one going to die tonight. Cut commercial, you know, and they would say things like that. Okay. And, And I was like, man, this is very similar to that. And, like, the camera, the way the filming looks and the cuts and all that stuff made it very similar but yeah it was about warriors and again when you're trying to incorporate the history of mankind you have to pick and choose
1: mm-hmm. this but is I, true
0: i have to say it still picked stuff that i learned i did not know that uh the S- saudis or the arabs you know made trades with the vikings they were like the first to meet up with the vikings i did not know that
1: yeah, I uh, there was a lot of parts, and that that's actually a good point. That was one of them too. I'm trying to put my mind together here to remember what if there was something that was kind of surprising to me. But uh, I think that for anyone like myself, I loved history as a kid growing up. It was one of the subjects that I did very well in. But as I've gotten older, if it wasn't for the History Channel, I have to admit uh, a lot of this stuff I probably would forget. Uh, but this was this is a, a great series to that highlights a lot of these big moments in mankind's uh, history uh, that really uh, can surprise you because there's a like you said there's a lot of things in there that you go really I I didn't realize it was that that's how it went so uh, overall I really thought they did a good job I, did, I it's very rare whenever I see any of these pieces that the History Channel is involved with that I don't at least Maybe I don't watch the whole series or whatever, but I it's intriguing and very good television to, to watch, and especially if you like seeing anything about history. Yeah. They find creative ways to do it, don't they?
0: Yes. I could definitely see, like, schools using this in class. You know, they drag out the, mm-hmm. the TV and the, I guess, DVD player now uh, and put an episode on or something like that. Right. Because it is... It is not just, you know, they don't glamour it up. It's just what it is kind of thing, you know. So.
1: Yeah, like exactly. Shows,
0: shows like, um, oh, what was that one? Well, like Downton Abbey or some of those others might glamorize or kind of gloss over certain things of mm-hmm. that period because they just want to focus on a few things.
1: Yeah because that's a dramatized yeah. show and it's not it's, it's not like this this is this yeah, is like a mini documentary in every episode. Yes. Right.
0: It's not historically accurate whereas this one is. Right. And uh, it was neat. I I enjoyed it. So
1: Yeah, I've got it set up to tape. Here's it's one of those things that I would love to if I had a little more time I would sit down and probably watch Every episode back to back kind of thing, and maybe mm-hmm. eventually i will i 'll keep them on there as long as i can i 'm afraid it might be one of these things where it falls in this category and i don 't know if this happened to you chris where i'll i 'll see something like this and I'll go, ooh, mm-hmm. I want to see this and so i 'll set up my dVR to tape all the episodes, and then it will you know'll up you know eight, nine ten hours of this the show, and i 'll watch an episode here and there, and then time goes on, and six months goes by, and seven months goes by. And I still have like five or six episodes I have not watched. And I'll get to the point, I'm looking at my DVR space and I go, I really need to dump something here. Yeah. <laughs> and poor mankind will be the one that I yes. might dump. And it's not, it has nothing to do with the show. I mean, it, it, this is clearly a great show. It's just one of those things where you watch it when... You know, when you, you're looking for something good to watch, but you just don't know, you know, like you don't have any of your regular shows that are on right, right now, and you just need a filler, and it kind of becomes a filler show, and it, again, it has nothing to do against the show. It's just one of those things that happens for me. Yeah. Uh, if I had more this, time, I it would might be a different story.
0: This time of year, uh, for me, it's like… Christmas movies is like oh I'm in the Christmas movie let's me record too. all these you know <laughs> specials that I've seen a hundred times and and then as soon as it gets to be like oh I didn't watch it in time yeah I don't care I've seen it a hundred times you know then that excuse actually means something you know because I'll DVR I'm like I know I have seen it so many times but I hadn't seen it last year or whatever and that's enough to get me to DVR it but then to watch it I'm like yeah I've seen it <laughs>
1: Yeah, I uh, uh, the Christmas thing, I've got that narrowed down pretty well. The last few years, I eventually just broke down and bought a lot of DVDs of the stuff that I just the movies and series and stuff that we just always have to seem to want to watch. I'll, I got those, and in that way, I don't have to really worry about taping too much on my DVR for Christmas stuff because I've got the ones I know for sure I'm going to watch, especially movies. That's that's a given. I all my favorite Christmas movies, I believe I own on DVD. Um, and even new classics, which I watched one last night uh, that has become one that I, for whatever reason, I have to watch every Christmas lately, and that's uh, Elf. Uh, I just well, of course, it's I love great, Elf great
0: movie. I have that on DVD, so
1: <laughs> it's a great one. So I've been doing that with Diva, but I know what you're saying. It is that time of the year. Um, another thing too, prim- all my premiere shows are still on right now, so. Mm-hmm. It's hard. It, it's much easier. It would be easier to watch Mankind in the summertime when there's not as much on. You know yes. what I mean? So, But I would definitely give this a at least a four-star production. This is yes. very well and, done.
0: You know, um, if you're not into history that much, look – because they have title names, which kind of tells you what they're going to focus on. Mm-hmm. And maybe one of the titles will interest you. Like, oh, inventing. You know, if you're not into just the conquering side, which is what they focus on, the Warriors. You know, maybe you're about – the invention side, or there's uh, growth, or something yeah. about just expansions, or whatever.
1: So right. check them it, out. I'm glad you mentioned it because I, I, I went quickly to the IMD page to kind of look at some of the titles, since I was trying to remember which one it was that I mm-hmm. think I watched. I think the one I watched, by the way, was Empires because I remember Empire, it was a lot was, of yeah. it was a lot about the beginning of Rome and um, and China's empires, and you know, it basically focused on all the different uh, major empires that we've had over the. You know, history of time. And yeah, you're right. There's all kinds of great titles. Uh, The Plague, Survivors, New Mm -hmm. World, Treasure, Pioneers, Revolutions, New Frontiers. I mean, speed. So there's all kinds. They break it down, like you said, into some interesting subject matters that where, you know, maybe you could care less about uh, gun power and guns. But you really do care about uh, the defining of human beings, and maybe you'll we'll watch yeah. that episode. So they do a good job breaking that stuff down. Yes. Uh,
0: so I'm definitely going
1: to try to watch the whole series. Okay.
0: For, you know, because especially like the, I enjoy like the New World ones or, you know, early mm-hmm. America type thing. So I'm definitely going to try to catch that one for sure.
1: Right, and uh, Josh Bowen by the way, does a good job uh, as a narrator. I was kind of yes, kinda I, I couldn't
0: put my finger on who it was. I'm like, I know I this did the same thing. Was something. I, I was
1: hearing his voice, and I'm going, I know who that is. I was like, Is, is this Dennis Hopper? No, it's somebody. <laughs> Dennis Hopper. That's a good one. I, I did. I had to cheat though. I had to go and look and see, yeah. or I think I waited till the credits came up and it said Josh's but name.
0: Definitely check it out. Definitely, because um, yeah, the History Channel repeats these a lot, especially when they get them right off the bat. It's oh, on right. constantly yeah. and they'll do marathons, mm-hmm. especially on weekends so hopefully you can catch one of those
1: yeah, I think it's worthwhile but It's
0: also on DVD already it could so, be it could be yeah, I think they because it's on because it was a BBC thing they already had the DVDs and they just like
1: put the U.S audio track or something on it. Yeah, so. and before we close, stopping in, uh, oh, I did want to mention this is, by the way, a, a, the same group that did this. is. Uh, this is actually kind of a follow-up to the other series they did called America, The Story of Us. So did you already mention that?
0: Uh, no, I I have that on Netflix Instant, but I've only seen like the first episode.
1: Okay, because I, I did not see. That was another one where a series where I saw it was coming on, I was going to watch it, and mm-hmm. then I forgot about it and didn't have my DVR set up for it. And missed it, but I would be definitely interested in picking up the DVDs or something because I, like I heard it was really good. Streaming. Is I it? Okay, good. Yes. Well, then, uh, so that's something else for everyone that's listening to yeah. this that is interested. If you f- do check out Mankind, the story of, of all of us, check out America, the story of us, because I've heard that is just as good. So just thought so I'd throw that out there real quick. Mm-hmm. So, so let's move on to our each. Show or featured series, featured series. Very good, man. Sounds good. What I like about uh, uh, Plain Eddie is, um, you know, he's
0: a lot like myself, and uh, people at Fox will tell you that. Um, But uh, he's 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 closest to any character I've ever played that I think is is more
1: like my myself. But um, he does have things uh, uh, about him that is always always fun. I mean, I, I think he's a little more in your face
0: than I can be in real life. I love Joy, my character, because she can stand six foot eight up to her husband and, obviously, to the actor. Um, You know, she's no-nonsense, pretty much speaks her mind. She's been with this man 20 years. There's really so much familiarity that she doesn't feel, you know, afraid to mince her words at all. I love my character because I feel like... there's there's sort of endless
1: possibilities. Like every week I learn something new about um, who Steph Woodcock is. She's quirky.
0: I love that, you know, like I think Jeff is kind of the guy that I, I, I always fight against becoming and Jeff really
1: embraces being a guy that goes to work nine to five and has his house and his wife and i will eventually have kids and, you know, I, I, try as much as I can to make my life
0: different every week as as much as possible Uh, so I kind of get my um, all-american baloney on white bread guy out while I'm here
1: I just happened to look up and there it was right there
0: chills I mean just up and down your spine His arms are really thick he was tearing something out of the ground like a big tree it is here when you see it you
1: respect it you leave it alone Is Bigfoot out there? From Alaska. Sasquatches do exist. To Oregon. I definitely believe she saw something. To Florida. I got something coming at me on the therm right now. Each week, this expert team of true believers. I've been tracking Sasquatches for 25 years. Fans out across America. We've devoted our lives to this. And uncovers evidence... These are the best prints I've seen in my life. ...of this elusive legend. Was that you? I do think there's a squatch in these woods. Finding Bigfoot. New series, Sunday at 10. Only on Animal Planet.
0: Oh, could we have picked two different shows?
1: Very different, but I don't know about you, but I'm going squatching whenever I can. I got my, I'm got i getting my going squatching hat on.
0: Now... <laughs> Didn't you tell me your coworker loves this show and wanted to talk to you
1: about it? Oh yes, I do have a coworker. Uh, I had mentioned to him that you had asked me to watch this show, and he's like, "Oh really? You gonna watch that? Great!" He goes, "Let me know what you think of it." He goes, I, "I watch it all the time." I'm like, "I said you do." He goes, "It is such a train wreck. It's unbelievable. It is." I um. Yeah, so I I went into the show thinking, oh, you know, this is going to be... Well, I had a lot of different feelings about it. I knew that that I was going to struggle with the show since clearly I I do not believe in Bigfoot. But I will say it is everything I was hoping it would be. It is Mm -hmm. so entertaining. Uh, Now, I think I mentioned to you, Chris, that I had a little mess up at, at my house. Right. I, uh, Someone I, not to be named in your house deleted some episodes. We've, we've made our piece and talked about yeah. it. It was actually just a misunderstanding. What happened was is that I set up – when you had told me, say, hey, I uh, want you to watch Funny Bigfoot, and I said, great, and you said it's on the Animal Planet Sunday night, blah, blah, blah. So I knew I had a lot of things taping at the time on my DVR upstairs, and I thought, you know what? Even though I prefer to have those kinds of shows upstairs—the ones we, me, and you do—especially, I tape upstairs. So I, I got in my bedroom, and if I want to, I could watch it, you know, mm-hmm. in privacy, kind of thing. And uh, so, but I knew I couldn't do this. Like, so I'll just go downstairs and set it up to tape. So I taped the first—I guess the first episode of this season. I think it was right. Are we starting so. a new season? I guess I don't. Yeah. I don't really know. And so uh, that had taped, and then I guess the following week episode had taped, and I finally was like, I need to get down there and start watching these. So I went down there. It was either a Mo- – I think it was a Monday night. Monday or two – yeah, Monday night. I
0: mm-hmm. went
1: down there Monday night. So this would have been after the second episode of the new, ser- of the new series. And I, uh, I'm like, where's the episodes? I'm like, I don't see them. I know they were taping because I made sure they were taping that- the first night. And so I'm like, what the heck? So I went to the – you know, guide information. I went to my timers. And I was like, okay, and it's set up yep. to tape all new episodes of Finding Bigfoot. Yep. <laughs> and so then I went to the history, and it said that someone deleted, like, both episodes, like, almost within a couple of days' time. Or no, like, a few days after the uh, the first episode tape, someone deleted, and then, and then a few days after this, this <laughs> last one deleted. In fact, that day that I went to go watch it was deleted. So what happened was is she... My mother in law, she shares this DVR with us, and she had Mm -hmm. thought that she had, she had originally thought about watching the show, and thought about watching. Yeah, I know, I know. She had actually thought about watching it, and said she had even thought, she had thought she went ahead and set it up to tape because she remembered at one point thinking, well, maybe I'll check it out and Uh and see how how entertaining that could be, and so she had thought she had set it up to tape. And every time she went to go check her DVR, she keeps seeing these pop, popping up. And she said, "I thought I decided I wasn't going to watch that silly show." And so she <laughs> keeps deleting them, thinking, "Now, why she didn't think to herself, well, why do they keep keep recording? You know, why she didn't go to say, mm-hmm. and check the timer?" I don't know for sure, but so when I had come to her, I was like, um, excuse me, do you know who's been deleting Finding Big Fun? She's like, oh my God, were you taping that? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> so I was able to go back and at least the first episode I got to watch was the one from uh, titled Oklahoma.
0: Yes. Not that on a show like this, it really matters. Which no. episode Because they're all exactly the same.
1: I was going to that was going to mention that that I was a fearful of, uh, of mine, but uh, yeah. So I got to see Oklahoma. One, I didn't realize that uh, Sasquatches were in Oklahoma. Did you, Chris?
0: Well, apparently you can't throw uh, any a rock without hitting a Sasquatch anywhere in America. Ah, so, is that what it is? They, okay, because they have traveled to many a state, and it's like, oh, <laughs> here we are in Rhode Island. Here we are in Florida. Here we are in Montana. You know, and they're just everywhere.
1: They're they, just everywhere. So basically what you're saying is that they will go at any lengths to find a Sasquatch.
0: Is that what you're telling me? Yes. It doesn't matter what state they're in. They can locate <laughs> one, but not on camera.
1: <laughs> but not on camera, and they'll never catch one. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, um, this is brilliant television as far as I'm concerned just because of the fact that, well, one, they, they find a great group of very entertaining people. Uh, what is the um the really goofy one bilbo bobo. or bobo, bobo okay yeah
0: well his real name is james but everyone calls him bobo
1: <laughs> okay so. well I, unfortunately i got the imdb page up but it didn't fortunately it, it only has one person mentioned but i uh maybe i should click on the full cast but yeah he he is just oh my gosh he is so entertaining he um is. Now, is he one of the, the founding fathers? Let's see. Is he one of the founding fathers of the BFRO? He's
0: a bigwig in there. I don't know if he's founding father, but he's one of the major guys in there currently.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, uh, they've got a great cast of people, obviously, him being the best one. Yeah, James Fay is his real name. Um,
0: it, I watched him on Conan, and the, the person before was um, – uh, the talk soup guy, community guy. What's his face? Oh, um,
1: yeah, we'll think of it. But go go anyway, ahead. Anyway, he
0: he comes right out, sits down. He's like, "Let's just get to Bobo. Just I will move out of the way. And we'll just start talking to him."
1: <laughs> yeah, because he is just oh, he is just great television. <laughs> um, I, I'm sure a lot of people are you know they're probably hearing us saying, "Oh my god," they're talking about finding Bigfoot, but it's just it's one of those shows that it. If you don't – okay, here's a good example. I'll, this is the perfect way to describe this. So uh, we're sitting – we're we're downstairs. We watched the the, the last uh, – the first episode when I watched it uh, last week. Mm-hmm. Me and my wife were downstairs. It was Wednesday night. We decided to watch Survivor downstairs. Uh, yes. You know, watch it on the high def, you know, for a change. And so we're watching it, and when it was over, I said, hey, I'm going to go ahead and start um, trying to get – at least watch one of these Bigfoot episodes you want to watch with me. And she's like, she looked at me like, I'm not watching that stupid thing. Like, okay, (laughs) you know. So I put it on, and she was sitting there for a moment as it started, and, you know, the show comes on. And so she's sitting there for a little bit longer, and she's kind of sitting there watching it, and... Anyway, needless to say, she watched the whole thing.
0: It does suck <laughs> She never in. left her seat. It sucks
1: you in. I kept waiting for her to finally get up and say, This is so stupid, I'm leaving. No, nope. yep. she watched the whole thing. It gets better. So now we're sitting there and we're it's about halfway over, and my youngest comes down, my fifteen year old, she comes down, she goes, What are you guys doing? you know goes, well, while we're watching Finding Bigfoot. And so she's like she you know, she kinda snirked her, you know, uh-huh. nose and stuff. And Rolled so she's sitting there, away. right, you know. Next thing knows <laughs> Totally indwalled. I mean, she yep. doesn't leave her seat at all. <laughs> and the, both of these two were like making fun of it, and they couldn't leave. They couldn't turn away.
0: <laughs> it, it is like watching one of those. So bad, it's fun to watch movies, <laughs> just because you're just like they'll say things like, "Well, you know there there was one episode that was really like um they had found a deer carcass at like the bottom of this ravine, uh-huh. and, and they're like." And Matt's like, "Oh no, this this thigh is like snapped backwards." He goes, "Bigfoots do that." And then Ray's like, "Well, or Renee, she's like, they could have just fallen down this thing."s Like, no, <laughs> the only
1: logical explanation <laughs> is a bigfoot had killed it. Well, of course, of course, <laughs> only and,
0: thing it could possibly be. You find a <laughs> bigfoot.
1: you find yourself when you're watching it doing just doing that. You say, "Well, of course, a bigfoot did that." Yes. Of course like, that was a bigfoot out of, there. Of
0: course every episode they say, well bears have known to been in this area too. I mean, every episode, huh, court because bears are there, they get bigfoot sightings. I wonder why. I wonder what the <laughs> correlation know.
1: between these two are. Hmm. I don't know. Good good question, Chris.
0: But then they always say like, well bears and bigfoot have the same about you know, same kind of diet. It can sustain, you know,
1: that environment oh, well, can right. sustain a large
0: creature. Yeah. Makes perfect it was sense. Like, oh yes, <laughs> it's not because bears look like Bigfoot if they stood up. <laughs>
1: oh yeah, no, no, it could no. be be bear. Mm-mm. No, it's definitely no. a Sasquatch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just, I love these people. I love them for their passion. That yes. you know, even though you know that they know that the rest of the world thinks that any person in the right mind mm-hmm. that's searching for Bigfoot at this point is insane, right? And right. I just love the fact that they don't care about that. They are clearly... Pe- I'm not... I don't know enough about these people to say for sure who might be doing this for television and who's not. Like, I kind of... Mm. Like, after watching one episode, I kind of got the feeling, look, maybe the Renee character, the female character, might be on board just... Uh, to be on Just television
0: because, yeah, they like we need someone who doesn't believe in Bigfoot, would you like to be on TV
1: yeah, because she gets the edit of being this this skeptic, and mm-hmm. you know like she could be the most sane person on here, uh but the other ones you know they look like they're pretty well invested, and I know and, one yeah. of them said they were they both two of them for sure said I think they said something about they've been searching for Bigfoot for twenty five years is that correct oh,
0: yeah, like uh, Matt and them, but the the thing. I like watching Bigfoot is like they are passionate about it, that they wouldn't fake something. They may go investigate things that are obviously hoaxes, you know, for the TV show, but I don't think they would stage anything themselves. They want to find the genuine article.
1: Oh, no. And I, and I think that that's, that's one of the great things about yes. this show is because you can tell they talk about in just a brief moment of watching the one episode I've seen so far is that you could tell that they are like even with the photographs they went to this one range of people uh, that uh, this guy lives on a, a ranch or something ranch like that something. I can't remember what it was but and he had, he had a he had a photograph right and mm-hmm. you know they really spent some time trying to say could this be a fake cuz like they're they at least acknowledge the fact that there's tons of fakes and all this yeah. stuff and they don't know which photographs for sure are real but they 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 at least they, you could tell they really want to find a bigfoot. Like they, they really believe that there's a bigfoot, and they really want to find a bigfoot. You know, right? Now here's here's a suggestion for them. And I could be going on a limb here, but Chris, <clears throat> my suggestion for them is: while they're out there in these, you know, out in the lands looking for this bigfoot, here's hmm. a suggestion: why don't they buy a gun? Buy yourself a okay. big gun. And when you see him, shoot him, (laughs) because whether he's dead or alive,
0: at least you'll have proof. Yes, that's the big controversy. He's like, would you shoot a Bigfoot with a a camera or a gun, which is, you know, what would give you better proof? Of course, the gun would. (laughs) Well, yeah. But then you'd have killed maybe the only one out there. Well, well, now hold on a second. There can't be more than only
1: one. I was going to say there there's must be hundreds of thousands of these things yes. or something because now they're in Oklahoma. when <laughs> I didn't realize they, they were in Oklahoma, just and, outside Oklahoma City. So uh, uh, if we have any Oklahoma listeners, I just want to warn you guys, be careful when you check your trash because one of these yeah. things could come out and get you.
0: <laughs> and I love um, the character Bobo. I mean, when he talks oh, yeah. about Bigfoot, he's really talking about himself. <laughs> and he just says Bigfoot. He's like... Bigfoot don't have jobs. They travel around. They live outdoors. Yes. They love to eat. You know. And he's like,
1: I think you're just describing what you like there. Yeah, and yeah. Just you just described Bigfoot. yourself.
0: Yeah. <laughs> hmm.
1: Oh shoot. I have to admit, I'd, I'd give a money to keep doing, yes. <laughs> keep doing it. This is great. <laughs> and I, I do agree that I, obviously every episode must be the same. And
0: it's th- pretty much the same. It,
1: it, and I guess that could hurt ratings. I assume, but it's yeah. on the Animal Planet. So for them, it, if they just get a half a million or a million or whatever viewers they could get to watch it live, they're probably ecstatic from any of those kind of numbers. And mm. they probably get great uh, great press and stuff from people just talking about how crazy these people are, I'm sure, right? Oh, because yeah. I have to admit, I don't know how many regular or original shows are on the Animal Planet because usually when I watch Animal Planet, it's from some cool – Animal documentary or something like right. that. I mean, I've seen like bits and pieces of other shows. Like I think I've seen at least a half of episode of the rattlesnake show, okay. which they I know they advertise a lot of that during uh, the promos for finding mm-hmm. Bigfoot. I noticed, and just because it's it's you know it was entertaining to watch these crazy people climbing these holes to try to get a rattlesnake. But this show, I have heard lots of people talk about finding Bigfoot just because. People just love talking about these crazy people looking for Bigfoot. I know. It's so they get, they're get they getting good press off of it, right? And
0: it has become so big that Spike TV is going to do their own kind of like Finding Bigfoot show. That's so, great. <laughs> so it's like spawning uh, uh, copycat shows, which definitely means, you know, and again, they um, I saw Bobo was on Conan. He's been on, I think, Jay Leno or letterman or something mm-hmm. so you know they're the characters are get, you know the characters the real people are getting their names out there and people are watching the show so i definitely think and of course the show is called finding bigfoot so this could go on forever because they're not actually going to find a bigfoot
1: it's <laughs> true this show could go on forever yes. <laughs> which is brilliant right if you think about yes. it this is great stuff <laughs> so i I, you know, I could, um, I could see this as one of these kind of shows where I may mean, not sit around and, and watch every episode all the time. You know, like we'll make it a, a, a ritual to make sure I can't miss an episode. But I could; it's definitely entertaining enough to where if I'm looking around for something to watch and it's on, I'm probably going to stop and watch it just because it is pretty enter- entertaining. Well, we'll see how things go as I finish watching uh, at least a few more episodes. But at this point, right now, it is definitely entertaining, Chris, more than I thought it would be. And maybe as we continue to talk about the show, you can tell me what you do know about some of the background on some of these characters, and and I don't know how much you've looked into them as far as how okay. long they've actually been, lo- you know, really looking for Bigfoot and uh, what their stories are. That'd be kind of okay. interesting to hear. But so far, I will admit it was way more entertaining it, than it I thought it would be. Your
0: family in there, it sucked and that's them the thing all is, in. Like, you want to just yell at the TV while you're watching the show. It's like, oh yeah, you do not want to turn the channel, but you were like frustrated at these people yes he's just like i am angry but i'm gonna keep watching
1: (laughs) i tell you what before we move on to hear what you had to say about till death i did want to say one other thing that i just also loved during this episode was during between commercial breaks they had a trivia and it said true or false yeah. Sasquatches are avid swimmers or something like that. And me and my wife looked at each other, and we just started laughing so hard because it's just like they have trivia questions. <laughs> These things aren't real, but we seem to know that they are avid swimmers. Yes. That's great. Oh, brilliant, brilliant stuff. <laughs> oh. Oh man, I, I would love to also to talk to people who also feel that this that the other people that believe that Sasquatches are real and see mm-hmm. what they think about the show. That'd be kind of interesting. So
0: yes, um, so my show was t- till death. Mm-hmm. I almost said to death. Uh, <laughs> it ran four seasons, I believe.
1: Uh that is correct. They actually yes. did get through four seasons. Uh, I, don't... I got
0: through all four seasons. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. I had remembered seeing like the pilot and then I think some other stuff came on and I didn't get back to it. Okay. But um I rewatched the pilot, like I said. Okay. And I have to say it was it was either funnier than I remember or I just wasn't remembering a lot. Mm-hmm. But it definitely was better than what I remembered. Okay. So, um now is the one guy I'm sure he's not, but the one guy who plays Jeff the neighbor, he looks so much like someone that was on Mad Men in, like, an episode or something from, like, another firm. But I don't see that on his resume. I'm like, man,
1: I thought I saw him in Mad Men. Oh, uh, yeah, I don't, don't believe he was ever on Mad Men that I can think of. Hmm. I was thinking it was just,
0: like, one episode, like, from a different firm or whatever. But anyway, hmm. so there's well, the character, I,
1: Jeff. I was going to say, Jeff, yeah, I think Jeff will always be... Known is mainly from his stuff that he did on American Pie. I would think, right? Right. But uh, I don't think. Yeah, he, I don't remember him ever being in an episode of Mad Men. Huh? Now, maybe. Maybe you're thinking of someone very similar to him. Maybe or something.
0: He's kind of got that forties, like sixties face. There, if you put him in a suit, he could sure. be there. Yeah, I got um, you. But anyway, so Brad Garrett, <clears throat> who I guess everyone mi- mainly knows him from the brother of Everyone Loves Raymond. Robert. Oh, yeah. And he does a lot of cartoon voices. Uh, so this was his show afterwards. And this he pretty much fares about as well as the Seinfeld cast after Seinfeld. is They get a show, it kind of goes for a little bit, and then it peters out.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, it is very difficult. We, was, we've talked about this before, I think, on even this podcast. You know, you get typecasted forever, and he will probably always be Raymond's brother unfortunately, and, and it's, it's a shame because Brad Garrett, to me, I've heard, I've, I've heard some of his stand-up, I've seen him in a lot of things. I think he is one funny, funny guy. I really mm-hmm. do. And the sad part is is that as much as I liked his character on uh, Everybody Loves Raymond, I liked Eddie Stark's character more than any character that he's ever done. I, I just fell in love with this character immediately. And it's kind of a cross a little bit between... But it's really not. He's not really Raymond's brother. It's right. It's more than it's. It's got. He's got his own style, and he's just freaking hilarious.
0: <laughs> I, I think he works better as like a family man, and so Robert, for the longest time, didn't really have his own family.
1: Yes, good point. So, and has he has a family.
0: He really plays off the wife character Joy very well. Yes, um, the chemistry
1: between the two of those them. Those two great. were
0: great. I will say that I liked, even though a lot of the situations were formulaic, but still I liked their performances better than the Mike and Molly characters. I just think Mm -hmm. it rang as more genuine, maybe because they are playing older established married couple rather than these, the couple that just got married or getting married.
1: I totally agree with that. And, uh, I mean, to me, yeah, these, these two characters really worked much better for me. And, uh, like you said, the chemistry was so great. Uh, you can't help but laugh. You love when the two of them are together because you know they're going to be arguing or doing something about that's just going to be such great television. You, you just can't uh, can't can't wait to hear what they got to say. So the show kind of uh, struggled a lot. Um, one of the things that really hurt it was during the the strike, the writer's strike, mm-hmm. really kind of messed things up for them and it kind of broke things up. Uh, they struggled a lot with keeping casts. Um, eventually, uh, Stephanie and Jeff, the neighbors, which right. I liked. The, the first season, of like course, them. they g- had great chemistry because you had Eddie and Joy are the established, uh, you know, a married couple mm-hmm. who've been married for a long time and have a kid that's all grown up now. And then you yeah, got the I newlyweds. Didn't even know next they
0: door. had a kid until like a couple episodes later. I was like, oh, t- <laughs> it's off in college. Okay.
1: Yeah. Exactly. No, you were. No it was a big surprise for everyone. I was the same way when I first started watching the show, I was like, Oh, they have a kid. Me and my wife look at each other and go, Oh, okay, well I guess that makes makes sense. They probably would have had a child. Uh, but yeah, so you know, they had the older established uh c- couple and then you got the newlyweds over, and then of course Eddie just thrives off of giving Jeff a hard time about like, Oh yeah, you like it now, buddy, but wait till you've been married for a while, you know. So they got mm-hmm. all that great stuff going on. And I liked them and I hated to see of eventual those two, and I again i it was somewhere in between there where i don 't know if there was an argument about money or whatever, but those two characters eventually went away yeah. um, and they did eventually pick up it took a while for them to really kind of m- move into a a more established uh, a second tier of uh, uh, characters um, but eventually they do, and uh, they introduce a character which one of the episodes I selected for you. Uh, shows the introduction of um, – and I'm trying to think of his name right now, but <laughs> it will come to me uh, – that he uh, – oh, Kenny, the introduction of Kenny. Once he comes back in and he comes in for the last few seasons, and then the only other one is Doug, uh, which uh, he plays uh, their uh, daughter's uh, future uh, husband. But the character for their daughter, Allie, I mm-hmm. think they went through like f- five or six different – character or different actresses for her <laughs> so you are going to see okay different people playing her so don't let it throw you off just just think about the fact that it's I thought, the same person
0: because i had watched like two with the daughter i'd watched a couple afterwards that you didn't pick and one you did pick like the spring break one or whatever i was like wait a minute i don't think this daughter's the same do they have more than one daughter
1: no, so. and for someone like that, the reason why I wanted to tell you that right up front is because since you, we hand me and my wife hand selected yeah. five episodes for you, you're going to be bouncing around a little bit there, and it's going to be a little hard for you. We were just trying to pick out really funny episodes yeah. for you to watch, but yes, the character that plays uh, uh, their daughter Allie, it, they went through many different um, actresses, unfortunately. Okay, which is a shame. Like, it's a shame, I, but
0: that one happens. episode I saw like. She was just on the phone with him. It wasn't really much of a scene, but she was on the phone with him. And then that spring break episode, I'm like, wait a minute here. Something's yeah. Right.
1: yeah it's, it's a bit frustrating. You know what's so funny is, is that there is an episode that I did not select for you to watch. But there's one where um, her f- fiancé, is. he believes that he is part of a uh, television show. He thinks that his life is on a television show, right? So it's mm-hmm. kind of like a gag within a gag. And he starts yeah. and he describes his his day and it's basically he's describing the show, you know, uh-huh. and he says, and the scary part is is I think he says my he says my wife." she keeps getting played by different actresses. This has been like four or five now. And he's like on this okay. talk show. He's He's meeting with this therapist, and he's telling his therapist this stuff, and he even mentions the fact that they've had like four or five different people playing his wife. And it was just <laughs> – it was, it was really funny. Now, I did not select that episode for you. Okay. but So they, they, they have actually made jokes about the fact that they had struggled with, uh, with the part about the cast. But thankfully – Eddie and of course Joy, both uh, Joey Fisher and Brad Garrett stayed on for the entire show, which well, made right. for four very entertaining seasons. So hopefully you will like the ones we picked. Me yes, and my wife you've
0: joined so far.
1: I will be honest with you when we were going through the Netflix list and we were trying to trying to put our minds together, remember which ones we enjoyed a lot. Uh-huh. We started going through and started reading some, and go, I don't think I've ever seen this one because, oh my God. because we we we're kind of um, like everyone else because there was so many different breaks. Like there was a long hiatus hi- hi- with the show where it was it disappeared for a while due to some more arguments about money and all this money. other stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was so much a break. We actually thought the show was canceled. We gave up on it. And next thing you know, we realized, oh my God, there's new episodes coming on. And it was just one of those things where I think there was some episodes that got lost. So we're going to have to go back and watch some of ourselves. Okay. So overall, did you, it sounds like you liked it a little bit. I
0: have been enjoying it, yes. I've, like I said, when you started me at the first episode, I was like, hey, this wasn't bad. And I watched like two or three episodes after that. Not ones you picked, Mm -hmm. but um, just like in order, episodes two, three, and four.
1: Okay, so. cool. Well, be interested to hear what you think about the rest of them.
0: Yes, and uh, that brings us to the end of the show. What what'll be watching
1: next time? Well, uh, I guess. Well, although I guess we'll watch more Finding Bigfoot until death. Yes. But uh, there was a few shows I thought we could maybe cover uh, after the holidays. What do you think? Yes. Uh,
0: uh, the first suggestion you did you sent me was sixteen hundred, which is a new comedy with Bill. Coleman, yeah, no I believe Paxton. it's Bill.
1: Yeah, one of those. I, I don't know, one of the two
0: bills. <laughs> yeah, um, 6,
1: 1600 pen. I think is is basically yes, the, the address the for the president
0: them. from Independence Day. Yeah, exactly. He's He this is now after Independence Day or before <laughs> it. This is something family. like that, right? Yes, uh, that looked very funny. I s- keep seeing promos when we watch go on, so I definitely think that's a good pick because it's the promos got my interest.
1: Yeah. I think it will be a good show. So we'll have to come back after the holidays and do that. And that would be exciting. Chris, is there one thing for Christmas you're hoping to get?
0: Um, I still have not picked up the Avengers. I was hoping they'd go like super cheap on Black Friday, but I didn't see any super cheap ones. So now I'm just like, eh, have someone I. get it before I have to buy it.
1: Yeah, I think the Avengers and uh, I like that double pack of the Dark Knight. That would be uh, Dark Knight Rises, I guess it is. that. Right. That would be kind of cool too. So lots of good things that uh, maybe I'll get for Christmas. We'll see.
0: Sounds great. Well, you can always check us out on iTunes, leave Mm -hmm. a review, uh, contact us at feedback at whattowatchpodcast.com, and get a hold of us on Twitters. I'm Dr. Quest, and you're Jay Panhorse. Yep, that's correct. Yes, so we will all see you after the holidays, so Merry Christmas, perhaps Happy New Year. Yep. We'll
1: see, and uh, we'll see you all later. Sounds good. Take care, buddy.